Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you, uh, as always, so much for joining me in today's episode. Today is uh, kind of a unique episode and one that I'm really excited about. We're going to do a deep dive into a specific topic. And today's topic is how to correctly measure your body and track progress. We're going to go through really a comprehensive guide on how to track your body composition to make sure that you are moving in the right direction with you know, your health and fitness goals. And and I think it's important to track your body composition for really any health or fitness goal, but primarily, you know, for fat loss, for weight loss. I think a lot of people do their weight loss journey or their fat loss program the wrong way. They don't track all of the things that they should be. And for you specifically, there are a few things that you can track that are actually quite simple and not very time consuming uh, or you know process intensive at all that will really help you understand if you are or are not making progress. And then from there, when you're able to determine whether you are or are not making progress, it helps you understand whether you do or do not need to make some type of adjustments to your plan, to your program. So we're going to walk through all three of the measurements that I recommend that you do on a consistent basis. These are measurements that I do with my one-on-one online fat loss clients on a regular basis uh, to monitor their progress and help inform how we move forward uh, to adjust the program and continue to make progress and continue to see things track in the right direction. So these are three things that I'm going to walk you through so that you can learn how to do them and incorporate them immediately to understand whether or not you are seeing the fat loss progress that you want to. Uh, So this is going to be a really, really helpful episode from the perspective of learning things that you can put into practice immediately. And these things, these measurements that we're going to talk about are going to make it so unbelievable simple. And I think they're going to be very eye-opening for you to understand how this entire process comes when we're talking about the way that your body responds to things like training and a calorie deficit and uh, what types of markers you can or should look for to understand whether or not you're making the progress that you want to. And uh, what we're going to talk a lot about in this episode is this recurring theme of how people screw this up. (laughs) We're going to talk a lot about repeatedly how people do not pay attention to very simple details that make a astronomical difference in terms of making progress and understanding what progress looks like. Because most people actually quit when they're making progress. I know that sounds backwards, and by the end of this episode, you're gonna understand the different situations where people actually quit their program when they're making progress, but the thing is they don't know they're making progress because they're not tracking these unbelievably simple things. So we're gonna talk about how to correctly measure your body and track progress via three main measurements. And we'll dive into those very soon. Now, the cool thing about this episode is what you're hearing is actually audio only. So I'm doing this as an audio only podcast because at the same time that you're listening to this episode, there is a video of me walking you through how to do all three of these measurements on my YouTube channel. Okay, so I put a link to the video. It has the same title as this podcast episode, how to correctly measure your body and track progress. And by the way, there's also an article on my website with all of these things 
in one place and piece by piece, step by step instructions that you can walk through to understand how to do these things. So whether you want to just listen to this episode, whether you want to go and watch me do these measurements and show how I track progress and how you can do it, or if you want to read about it and understand the step-by-step instructions. All of that is available to you in the show notes to this episode. So make sure you scroll down to the show notes on any podcasting platform that you are listening uh, and you can check out more information to really help you grasp all of these concepts. The last cool thing that I'm going to talk about before we dive into the details here uh, is not necessarily specific to this topic, but specific to coaching in general. So uh, it's December now, which is crazy to think about. 2024 is not that far away. And obviously, you know, when you get to the new year, that is a very popular time for people to set New Year's resolutions, maybe buy a gym membership, uh, just try to start moving in the right direction with health and fitness, whether it be losing weight, building muscle, just developing healthier lifestyle habits. Um, and I'm obviously aware of that because I work with people all over the world to, to do those things. Um, and so I am going to be running a sale on one-on-one online coaching in January. Okay. And I'll have more details about the dates and times of when that sale goes live, uh, in the, the near future. So make sure you're listening to the podcast to get that information. Uh, but the thing about this upcoming sale is that I'm going to have a very limited amount of spots available. Okay. Um, there's only so many people that I can work with at one time and, uh, be able to provide all of my clients with all of the attention that they need, the highest level of support possible. Like I'm not one of these coaches that will take on 50, 60, 70, 80 clients at a time and just like send them spreadsheets. That's not how I operate with things. I I make it a very personalized coaching program. So I have a limit to how many people I can work with at one time. And with that being the case, I am launching today an early access list. So if you are at all interested in getting some personalized, guided, one-on-one support, get yourself on a program specific and tailored to you and the goals that you have, um, I want to invite you to go over and get your name on my early access list. A link to my early access list is in the show notes, okay? And what you do is you click that link, it takes you over to my website, and it's very simple. You enter your name and your email, and that's it. And the only thing I'm going to do with your name and your email is if you are on my early access list, I will reach out to you before coaching applications, before the sale opens to the public. I will reach out to you directly so that we can talk about your goals, talk about what coaching looks like and what a program might look like for you. And if it's a good fit, you can get one of those coaching spots before it opens up to the public. You know, people that are very serious, like if you're thinking about doing these things and you want to make a change and you want the help that you need, the help that I can provide you, I want you to be able to get one of these coaching spots before it opens up to the public. And that's especially for people like you who listen to my podcast on a consistent basis. I really appreciate that support. I really appreciate you being here and listening uh, on a weekly basis. And because of that, uh, you know, you'll still get the same big discount that I'm going to be offering, which is going to be 75% off your first month of coaching. Um, You're still going to get that offer, uh, but you're going to be able to get it and get signed up before 
coaching applications go live to the public and potentially, you know, spots fill up before you get an opportunity to sign up. So get on my early access list. And like I said, I will reach out to you. If your name is on there, if your name and email is on there, I will reach out to you prior to coaching applications, opening up to the the whole wide world. And uh, we'll see if it's a good fit. And if it's a good fit, you'll get a spot before, uh, you know, the spots go away because they will go away. Uh, I'm going to have about a handful of spots open and uh, definitely want you to get that opportunity if it's of interest to you. So with all of that said, let's dive back into this discussion of today's podcast, which is going to be focused around how to correctly measure your body and track progress. We're talking about a comprehensive guide here to monitor the type of progress that you're making so that you can I mean, this can apply to any health or fitness goal, but I guess primarily we're going to be talking about losing weight, losing body fat, doing it efficiently and effectively, and really understanding what that progress uh, and process looks like. Because, you know, if whether you want to build muscle or burn fat or just, you know, simply improve your health and fitness, uh, the tracking of your progress is going to be really, really important. And we track a, a lot of things. Like if you want to do this stuff the right way, you're going to track a lot of things. You'll track your progress in the gym, obviously. Like you, you want to be able to visualize at least a little bit the, the the weight that you're lifting and how that progresses over time because you want to be progressively overloading. If you're going into the gym lifting weights, you want to see your performance go up. So you want to lift more weight, you want to do more reps, whatever the case may be. Uh, also, tracking your diet. We talked about that a number of times here on the progress, a number of times here on the podcast over the years, where you know you don't have to track your diet, you don't have to log your nutrition, but it tends to be the fastest and most efficient way for you to be able to manage your diet and make the progress you want. Manage your diet and see the change in your health and your body that you want. Uh, And the third one, which is what we're gonna talk about today, is you're gonna wanna correctly measure your body composition as well. And that's a final piece to the puzzle that I think people leave out of their journeys more than the other two. Like most people track at least a little bit of what you're doing in the gym. You probably are at least familiar with how to track your diet uh, and you've at least paid attention to what's going in your mouth. But like, have you really paid attention to these three things that we're going to measure and, and not just one of them, like all three of them. Most people either don't do it at all or they do it incorrectly, but uh, we're going to fix that because you're listening to this episode. So that means we are going to talk specifically about how to correctly measure your body and track progress. Um, so we're going to break down those three main ways to measure your body composition. Uh, and it, we'll also talk about how to interpret your progress to ensure that you're staying on track. And, and I, I mentioned this before, most people quit. Okay, so I said that before, and let's start to dive into that in a bit more detail because um, a lot of people get fed up and quit about trying to lose weight when they are actually making progress. And I know that that sounds backwards because, like, okay, well, why would people quit if they're making progress? It's actually true because people don't pay attention to the right details. So, measuring your body composition is so important because um, if you're, well, let, let me say this first. Measuring your body composition is important because your body composition is more than just what the scale says. So if you want to lose weight, you're probably going to be focused on the scale, right? Because that's your weight. But the reality is you can lose body fat without seeing the scale go down much or or at all. And I've worked with countless one-on-one fat loss clients who have built you know, a considerable amount of muscle while also burning fat. And when you do both of those things, 
the scale might not move at all, or it might go in a weird direction, a direction that you're not anticipating because you're losing one tissue in your body, which is body fat. But at the same time, you're gaining another tissue on your frame, which is muscle. So that means your weight might not change because if you lose a pound of fat, but you build a pound of muscle, that is a net of zero, right? You lose one, you gain one, that's zero. That's zero change, but a pound of fat lost and a pound of muscle gained can look unbelievably different in terms of how your body composition is is changing and how you're looking. So unfortunately, a lot of people have no idea that they're doing that if that is what they're doing um, because they're not tracking the right things. And then they just get frustrated with the scale. And so they say they see that like, okay, I've been trying this for two months. Uh, let's say just total hypothetically, I've been doing this for two months. The scale has not moved at all. This is ridiculous. I can't lose weight. I quit. And they get fed up and they quit, even though over those two months, they may have gained several pounds of muscle and lost several pounds of body fat. And that's ridiculous. And it sucks. And a lot of people do that. I, you know, before I, long before I became a coach and long before I understood any of this shit, uh, I did that all the time. So, you know, for, for me back then and for you and for that hypothetical person who tried for two months and thought they failed, if they would have just done the right things, tracked the right things, paid attention to the right details, they probably would have been able to see the changes in their body that the scale doesn't show. And so I've been hinting at like these three things we're going to track, and I'll tell you what they are right now. Obviously, one of them is going to be the scale, okay? But there's a very specific way to step on the scale that a lot of people screw up. So we're going to talk about how to correctly weigh yourself. We're also going to talk about waist measurements. Measuring your waist is a very accurate predictor of changes in body fat, okay? So measuring your waist is the second thing that we're going to talk about in this podcast episode. And the third measurement that we're going to talk about is taking progress photos. When you combine these three things together, stepping on the scale, measuring your waist, and taking photos and visualizing how your body's changing, you will be able to get a more holistic, comprehensive view on what's happening with your body amidst all of these things that you're working on to try and you know, lose body fat and lose weight. So let's talk about how to do each one of those things, how to correctly measure your body and track progress. And we'll talk first about the scale, stepping on the scale, measuring your body weight. Uh, so this probably seems like a no-brainer, like, okay, stepping on the scale means I step on the scale. But there actually is a very specific way that you should step on the scale each day in order to make sure that you are getting not only like an accurate measurement in that moment, but getting measurements across several weeks and several months of your weight loss journey that are comparable to each other. And that's where a lot of people mess this up is like, you'll do it right some of the time. And then some of the other time you'll do it a totally different way. And if you're doing your body weight measurements multiple different ways, you can run into a lot of error that really confuses the process here. So the appropriate, the only appropriate way to measure your, or excuse me, to, to, to record your body weight, to step on the scale, to weigh yourself is to number one, wake up in the morning. Number two, use the bathroom, whatever that means for you. Right after you wake up, use the bathroom. And then number three, step on the scale in only your underwear. That's the right way to do it every single time. And I do not want you ever weighing yourself another way. Because if you ever weigh yourself in any other form or fashion, you are just basically collecting bad data. And, and so like, let's, let's break down 
a, a hypothetical of how you could really totally screw this up. So if you, uh, let's say we're going to weigh, you're going to weigh yourself on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, if you on Monday do what I just said, wake up, use the bathroom, step on the scale. Okay. That's one waste. Uh, that's one, uh, body weight measurement for the week uh, for your second one on Wednesday. Let's say you weigh yourself after breakfast. Okay. Well, you just put probably at least a couple pounds of food and liquids in your system. So you're adding food and water weight to the scale. The scale doesn't measure only body fat. The scale measures whatever is in your body <laughs> at that time. So you just totally screwed up that second, uh, that second measurement for the week. Your your second uh, your second time stepping on the scale, you totally screwed that up. And let's say the third time you measure your your measure your weight for the week, you do it all on your lunch hour, like at the gym. Okay, well then you could have two meals in your system, plus like going into the gym, sweating, maybe you know uh, chugging a protein shake, whatever the case may be. You're just adding more variability to what is showing up on the scale at that time. None of those three measurements can be compared to each other. You just can't do it because none of those three body weight measurements are standardized. We want to standardize the process so you can really understand what the scale is telling you, like what your trend is on the scale. So, you know, in those situations, like I said, you're going to have varying levels of liquids and foods in your system. And uh, that data gets really unreliable. So to go back to what I said, if you're going to step on the scale and you want to record your body weight, step on the scale first thing in the morning before you eat or drink anything, use the bathroom before you do it and be step on the scale and only your, your underwear. Something I, I also didn't talk about is like, you know, for that, that scale weight that you take at the gym, I see a lot, I see this all the time at commercial gyms. People will like do a set and then during their rest period, step on the scale in like gym shorts and tennis shoes and a shirt. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're even just your clothes that you're wearing are several pounds that you're adding to your frame. That's not like the scale is measuring that because it's on your body, but it's not uh, it, it really frustrates me. So don't, don't do that. That is the proper way to uh, track your body weight. And if you want to learn more about just like stepping on the scale the right way uh, in the article for this podcast uh, that, that I mentioned is linked in the show notes, um, you can, uh, the, in the article is a hyperlink to a full detailed uh, lengthy article about how specifically to, to step on the scale and, and, and accurately and properly track your weight. So that's number one, stepping on the scale. All right, let's get into uh, item number two, which is your waist measurements. So this item is, like I said before, one that's really, really important in terms of being able to understand how your body fat is changing. And I know like some scales, I even have a scale like this. It's called a bioelectrical impedance scale, a BIA scale where you step on it. And in addition to giving you your body weight, it also gives you like a uh, estimate of your water weight, uh, your muscle mass, your body fat percentage, your bone density, and that's cool, but like those scales, anything that tells you those measurements of like body fat or whatever, it's it's highly inaccurate. There's really not an accurate way, a practical accurate way to track your body fat percentage. Um, really what you can use those numbers for on the scale or if you like do calipers or if you hold on to like that 
uh, they, most gyms have this thing where you hold onto it with both hands and it almost kind of looks like a video game controller. Um, really, the only thing you can use those for is to track the change in your body fat percentage. And even at that, there's a pretty high error rate. Um, so like if you are trying to lose weight and you start off and that scale says you're 20% body fat and then by the time you're done losing weight, it says 15%, you could probably you know, realistically say, okay, I lost 5% of my, uh, I dropped 5% body fat. Like that's fair, but like otherwise you can't look at it and say I am 15% body fat because you could be 18, you could be 12. It's, you know, there's a lot of error there. Um, So waist measurements are my favorite way to track body fat changes. Um, And this is one you don't need to do every day or even every other day or even every week. So we want to step on the scale the most, okay? So normally I have my clients do it either every single day or every other day. For waist measurements, I normally have my clients do it uh, once every two weeks because your waistline is not going to change noticeably on a day-to-day basis, Um, but over a longer period of time, it will, and it will absolutely give you an idea of whether or not you're losing body fat. So what I would recommend you do is measure your waist every two weeks. That's what I do with my clients, and do it at the same time. Uh, that you step on the scale for that day. So normally we'll do uh, waist measurements on Sunday mornings. And so it'll be like, hey, step on the scale, record your body weight, and then go ahead and do a waist measurement uh, right after that. And here are the directions on how to perform the waist measurements. You're going to need a tape measure, which luckily you can get tape measures on Amazon for like 99 cents. Um, And what you're going to do is take that tape measure and wrap it around your waist at the top of your hip bone. So starting on both sides at the top of your hip bone, that's the kind of like the the landmark, the the marker you're gonna wanna use on your body to figure out where to wrap that tape measure around. Uh, And the reason for that is like, it's actually very important to always use the top of your hip bone because, you know, as you lose weight and as your body composition changes more and more, your, your skin actually moves. So, you know, I have a lot of clients who, you know, if, if they were very overweight or obese, and then we lost 20, 30, 50 pounds, uh, oftentimes people are going to be, I guess, kind of almost uh, inclined to measure like across the belly button. But if you lose that much weight, your belly button is actually going to start to go sink lower because, uh, you know, your, your gut is getting smaller, your skin uh, is probably going to move. And that means like that landmark, your belly button is going to change on your body. So always do it straight across your midsection at the top of the hip bone and wherever the two ends of your tape measure cross, that is your waist measurement for the day. Um, when you do it, make sure that the tape measure is lightly resting on your skin. Uh, you don't want it loose. You don't want a, like a bunch of slack in there, but you also don't want to pull it so tight that you almost like indent your skin with it. And in the video on my YouTube channel where I walk you through these three measurements, um, I show you what that looks like. So this is a really good one to make sure you watch the video to see what is and is not the right way. Um, And also make sure, again, that it's going straight across your midsection. So the top of the hip bone straight across. Sometimes you can get into some user error where like it's a little bit at an angle one way or another. And and if you do this in front of the mirror, it often helps just, you know, uh, prevent that from happening. Uh, But when you do this correctly and consistently, your waist measurements tend to be the best indicators of changes in your body composition in terms of body fat. So... The primary reason for that is when we gain weight, 
everybody gains weight, gains body fat, puts it on, uh, you know, in different areas differently because we all have different genetics and genetics are going to determine in some way or shape or form how you store body fat. But most people are going to start to accumulate body fat in the stomach, in the abdomen region. Um, and that, that, that tends to be 99% of people, like you're going to store body fat everywhere, but the, 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 the majority of it is going to start and concentrate in that area. And, and then so when you start to lose body fat, that's typically the area that you see it come off first as well. Um, so by tracking your waist measurement, it just gives you a good idea on whether or not you're losing body fat. And to go back up to what we talked a little bit about before, you know, if you're seeing your waist measurement go down, uh, but the scale's not moving all that much. Uh, so let's say like maybe you've lost a pound or two, but you've lost an inch or two, like inches take a long time. Inches are hard to lose along the waistline. Uh, so if the way, if the scale has only gone down, gone down maybe a little bit, but your waist measurement is going down a lot, you could pretty confidently say you're losing a lot of body fat while also building muscle, muscle at the same time, which is really, really cool. So waist measurements are extremely helpful to help you understand that. And then the third piece that we're going to talk about uh, now is progress photos. And this is pretty straightforward. So um, your visual appearance can obviously change um, somewhat dramatically depending on the person uh, without maybe necessarily seeing any of the other data change like your body weight or your waist measurements. So, uh, you know, you could, I mean, we talked about it just before where like you can see the scale not move at all, uh, but your waistline changes. Well, let's say, you know, the scale doesn't move at all um, and your waistline doesn't move at all, but you're taking photos and you're seeing your body visually change. That can happen because, I mean, you could be putting on muscle in your back and in your abs uh, while losing body fat. That could be some of the places that you're building muscle. And if that is the case, you might not see your waist measurement change. You might not see the scale change, but if you're taking progress photos, you will see that change. So it's, this is another one that's really, really important to do. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, most people, you know, if you want to lose weight, you want to improve your health. Part of that is probably because you want to look better. So taking photos of your appearance can help you monitor whether or not that's happening. Uh, and taking photos is super simple. So you probably have a smart smartphone. Uh, and if you do, then here's how you do it. Uh, you set your smartphone up and you take photos. <laughs> um, so I normally do this uh, again with my clients. I normally do this on the same day that we do a weigh in and a waist measurement and with progress photos. Uh, again, this is not one that I do all the time. Uh, I don't do it super consistently. Uh, normally we'll do progress photos once every four weeks. So where waist measurements are once every two weeks, you're even going to need a little bit more time to like be able to realistically compare photos. Your body visually will take time to adapt and evolve to the point where you can see a difference from one month's photos to the next. And so if you're taking photos every week or every two weeks, you, you might not see a lot of change, but if you take it every four weeks, you should, if you're doing things right, you should be able to see uh, some of those changes and should be able to see your body evolving in the ways that you want it to. So once a month, um, at the same time, again, I normally do this on Sundays with my clients. Sunday mornings, we'll do the weigh-in. Right after that, we'll do the waist measurement. And then right after that, we'll take progress photos. And you're just gonna set your phone up uh, and take one picture from the front 
from the left, from the right, and from the back. And again, in the video on my YouTube channel uh, on this same topic, I show you exactly how to take those photos. Um, and you could do it yourself by just setting the timer on your phone, or you could get a partner to help you, uh, which is super easy as well. It's often good to take it, take it in the same spot with the same lighting, because that just helps, again, standardize things. Uh, but that's it. I mean, that's, li- that's literally it for progress photos. And then what I like to do is stash these progress photos away in a folder uh, in the the photo library on my iPhone. And so then I can just, you know, take them, put them in that album, and then I can easily compare each each month's photos uh, to see, you know, how my body changes over time. Uh, And for my clients, what we do is I have them send them to me, and then I put them in a a folder for them, and and we compare them month to month. So um, if you're consistent with that as well, uh, along with you, you know, diet and exercise and all the things that you should be doing, uh, these photos should show differences uh, when you compare them month to month. So uh, those are the three measurements. They're all pretty straightforward, and now you know the details on how to do it. Let's talk real quickly before we wrap up about how to evaluate your progress and how to make adjustments. Uh, Because I've mentioned it quite a bit throughout this podcast episode, uh, but there are multiple ways to see progress, and that's even if you can't actually see it. So you don't need to see everything move. All of these measurements move in one direction to determine that what you're doing is or is working. Um, so if you want to lose weight and the scale is going down, I mean, okay, well, you're losing weight. So you're, you're on the right track and, and just keep doing what you're doing. But if the scale hasn't moved, but you're seeing your waist measurements go down, then you're still on the right track. And you should keep doing what you're doing. Don't freak out. Don't quit like most people do. Just keep doing what you're doing because it's working because you're in a calorie deficit. You want to lose body fat and your waist measurements are showing that you're losing body fat. It means you're going in the right direction. And the last one is if your body is visually changing in in the ways that you want, even if the scale or your waist measurements aren't moving, uh, then once again, you should feel confident in what you're doing. Don't change things. Don't make rash decisions just because you want to see numbers go in a certain direction. Uh, Your plan is working. And you don't need all three of these things to show progress to confirm that you're making progress. You just need one. If you have all three, that's awesome, but you just need one. Uh, And if you have at least one going in the right direction, just keep doing what you're doing. Now, if you don't have any of them going in the right direction, then we talk about how to make adjustments, right? So how to make adjustments when you're really legitimately plateaued. And when we're talking about a plateau, we're talking about not just like, oh, for a week, I didn't see any progress. No, we're talking about like across multiple months, if you're not seeing things move in the right direction, uh, here's a quick list of things that you can check on yourself uh, to try and move the needle in the right direction. So the first is evaluate your diet. Obviously, you know, in terms of fat loss, weight loss, and 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 seeing your body weight go down, um, diet is key. Uh, I, I always say like training is what builds your body up, and nutrition is what causes your body to adapt. So if you aren't currently tracking your diet, I would recommend giving that a try. Use that information to make sure you're in a calorie deficit because a calorie deficit is required uh, to burn fat. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two is you know within your diet, make sure you're eating adequate protein. Protein is going to help your body uh, maintain muscle mass or perhaps even build muscle mass throughout this process. Um, and you know if you're doing that, then you're going to be prioritizing body fat as your body's uh, primary energy source, which means you're going to burn more fat and, and, and retain more muscle. And, and as part of that, if you want to do that, build muscle and burn fat, you need to make sure you're strength training. So a lot of people, when they want to lose weight, 
will just gravitate to cardio. And cardio is a great form of exercise, but it's actually like legitimately proven to be a terrible form of exercise for weight loss. We have tons of research on this now. Uh, Strength training is what is actually going to help your body composition change. And so if you are lifting weights while in a calorie deficit, it goes back to what I just said. If you're doing that, your body is going to automatically try to prioritize muscle mass and try to hold on or build muscle mass uh, because you're doing hard things with weights. And you know your your body and your brain aren't stupid. Your, your brain's going to say, okay, well, I need this muscle mass because we're doing all these challenging things, but I'm in a deficit. Where am I going to find the energy to get through the day? It's going to go to body fat. It's going to use body fat as an energy source and help you change your body composition for the better. And now if all of those details are already dialed in for you, um, then then that's where you get to the point of considering a reduction in calories. And, and where I normally start is modest. So you can entertain reducing your calories by 10 to 15% of what you're currently eating. So, you know, if you're on 2000 calories a day, you could consider reducing it like by say 200 calories um, and see if that makes a change. And, and to be clear, you need to give that time. You can't reduce by 10% and then after three days, you don't see any weight loss and, and you're pissed about it and you don't know what to do you got to give your body multiple weeks, okay, to, to let you be able to continue tracking all these things. Not all these things are things that we track every day or even every other week. So you got to give your body time and you got to, you know, continue tracking the details to, to see if it's working or not. Um, so that's kind of, you know, my general guide on how to make adjustments with this stuff. Um, and, and I'll leave it there. You know, the last thing is that's important is just patience is key. Um, this process of losing weight is often a lot about trial and error. So you, you, you make one change. Don't make like seven changes at once. Make one change. Continue tracking these details that we've talked about are so unbelievably important. And, uh, you know, you, you get to do the make the one change or the one adjustment. And by tracking the details, you get to see if that adjustment made an impact. You got to give it time. If you change seven things at once, you're not going to know which one of those things contributed to you moving in the direction you want to go. And if you change seven things at once, you're probably going to also make your plan really unsustainable. So just like check, change one thing at a time <laughs> and uh, that'll help you determine uh, if things are moving, if the needle is moving in the right direction uh, and just don't feel like you have to rush through this. You're, you're not on a time limit. Uh, you have all the time in the world to see progress um, and uh, your health is not on a deadline. Okay, so take your time, pay attention to the details. And if you track these three things, stepping on the scale, taking waist measurements and taking progress photos, uh, you're going to inevitably move in the right right direction because you're going to be paying attention to the details that matter. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Uh, and uh, like I said, there's a bunch of other resources on my website. So if, if you want to check out the article, if you want to go over to my YouTube channel and watch the video and see me do these measurements for you, um, that's awesome as well. And uh, coaching, if you're interested in coaching, as we move into 2024, make sure you're on my early access list uh, because if you are interested, you're a regular podcast listener, I want to give you the opportunity to get a spot before they're all filled up and they will fill up and then I won't be able to work with anybody again until like maybe mid 2024 at the earliest. So now's the now's the time. Make sure you get your name on that list. I uh, hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you as always for listening. I look forward to talking to you again soon in the next one. And uh, yeah, have a great day.